Number 212, 2012, a whole freaking lot of these things. We haven't done a spec show in a little while because Shadowlands is kind of on the horizon. So what the heck are we doing here today? But it, it, it is that time again to talk about the whole healer DPS and disciplined priest versus holy priest and what healers are looking for for the next expansion. Cause we might only have so many of these shows left before the Shadowlands Alpha Beta stuff starts kicking off. But my name is Adam KK Bay. Welcome to the show today. And we'll see if you're looking for or looking forward to the Shadowlands testing that I do all these expansions in a row that will happen in some way, shape or form. The first pass, whole second pass thing, depending on what the, the Alpha Beta servers give us. That'll depend on what we have at our fingertips when that all starts. Later on this month, I have no idea. Every other day, it seems like another tweet from Mr. GM is like, it's starting tomorrow. And then it doesn't happen. So we'll see when that comes around. But I would not be sitting in this chair doing this show and talking to you guys on the internet and making the uh, all the beta testing stuff without the help of you lovely nerds and ladies out there that are supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between directly over on the show's Patreon page. That's where a lot of the BTS stuff goes. There is additional behind the scenes art. There is art we curate every every end tier. Now we may go back and do a couple more that we had from the past. Yeah, then when of course we have the after show, the BTS podcast, sort of the off script extra jibber jab that goes on. If you are interested in supporting what I do here directly, then you can go check that out right now. Down below on the links there on YouTube or on Twitch, we're at 218. How many audio posts? They just changed this again. I have no idea how many we're at. We were at like 76, 75. This is the BTS from last week's show right here. And it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. 330. You can go check that out if you like. There's a lot of extra show if you'd like. The fun part is to go way back in the time capsule and listen to what we were talking about like two expansions ago. But of course, the entire archive of the show is also over on the show's YouTube channel where it goes back all the way to Mr. Pandaria, if you like to go back that far. I would suggest not going back after the first 70 or so episodes. I wouldn't go back that far. That's a little bit rough, but that's up to you, of course. All the BlizzCon coverage from the past. See, all, there was all the beta testing for Battle for Azeroth. Oh boy, Battle for Azeroth beta testing. But you can go back, check that all out if you like. That's all linked down below. But the big core shout out here at the top of the show, is the uh, new developments that have happened here. If you haven't been around for a while, uh, Final Boss TV is now partnered and sponsored by Corsair and Elgato. So if you want to support the show, the stream, and everything in between in a more physical sense and get yourself some bits and bobs and pieces and parts for upcoming build for your current PC or new on the horizon, you can, of course, go check out that as well. We do have a, a link where I can get you free shipping as well as 10% off on your external bits or on your Elgato gear. If you are looking for lighting setups, if you're a photographer or so, if you're looking for that macro deck with the stream deck, I have a couple different graphic designers that have uh, reached out to me and talked to me about how you can do all the different Photoshop or After Effects macros just in the board itself. So it's not just a streaming tool, but of course links 
are down below for all of those things. But today's show, Holy Priest, Discipline Priest. We have some new guests on the show, some fresh meat, if you were. And uh, first up, if you can understand him in this little introductory, that's fine because I might not be able to do the whole show. I'll need a translator. But TG, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, well, I'm TG. I'm the Holy Priest for Mayhem. And I wish you the best of luck on understanding what I'm saying today. <laughs> but you're used to talk about how much better Holy Priest is than Discipline Priest is, right? That's why you're here? Definitely. You know, I want to build the Holy Army. <laughs> Wait, well, phrasing, but I get what you oh, mean. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> and then joining you today is, is Hunte as well. Welcome to the show, sir. Hello. Happy to be here. I am Hunte. I play Discipline Priest in Vodka from NA. I also play Paladin in Mythic Plus, and I've done Keys for a while as well. Some people might know me from there, but yeah, that's me. You do Keys. How? What's your biggest key? Uh, this expansion, like a, I think a 23, Ooh. 24, I don't remember. Cause I, I didn't push as high this expansion as I did in Legion. Ah, well, that's a, a sentiment shared by many, actually. Yep. Legion was my prime time. I'm kind of washed now. Uh-oh, you're washed up. Well, I'm going to go back to you real quick on that then, Hunte. So if you want to expound a little more how long you've been dabbling in the world of warcraft how long you've been healing in the world of warcraft and uh, have you always have or were you a convert to the healing side of the game yeah i've been playing since november of 2006 i played a lot of stuff before i found my main and i rogue in late 2007 i mained that rogue until the end of mista pandaria hmm. i went at that point i played mists casually so I was, you know, I was playing a rogue and a priest, and DPS had to sit in like 45 minute LFR queues. So I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna try healing. So that's why I started healing and mop a lot, and eventually I found a guild to heal in, and I just healed on my priests since then. Started as holy, uh, played discipline a few times, but mainly holy until the start of BFA when I kind of just went all in on disc. So it's mm. my little history. Well, shout out to Jack, who's not here on the show today. He is out and about in the IRL MMO, and he's also out next week doing the Keystone Masters, but he immediately told me to poke you about this, so he has your blessing to talk about discipline today, so it's a heavy burden. Are you you good to talk about? The, you sure? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm on, you know. He would <laughs> bless me with the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. And is there any... um? Any resources or guides or math that you're sort of a part of in your whole time right now in World of Warcraft and what you help, you know, curate out there for the community? Uh, I don't do any of the math because my I am not five-head enough for that, but oh. I'm an admin over in Focused One, which is one of the... Uh, it's a Discord specifically for Disc Priests. Mm -hmm. So I do that. I help people out there. I stream progression for the most part and answer any questions there. Because uh, I, I do a lot of feely crap because healing is just one of those things that can't solely be based on numbers. Sure. It's a bit more volatile, but yeah, I've also in the past written a Mistweaver Monk Mythic Plus guide over on WoW. Hmm. It was discontinued after Resto Druid was just the king of Mythic Plus. So people aren't really using other guides. So. 
Hmm. Hasn't been updated since 8.1, but it's there. I contributed to that. <laughs> well, maybe if things turn around in that sort of way for Shadowlands, maybe you can get back into that. Who knows? For sure. Now, uh, at TG, I'm not to run this joke into the ground, but just to, in case we uh, can't understand you the rest of the show, if you want to give us the rest of your little uh, intro bit there, what uh, what do you dabble in in World of Warcraft? How long have you been part of the the healing nature of it? Have you always played priest? Um, nope. So I started back on um, Wrath of the Lich King, and I was a paladin. And I was a vet paladin that had healer gear. Um, had no idea what I was doing. Um, it was very interesting. And it... Wasn't until about Mr. Pandaria where I thought about healing on the priest for real, and you know, from Mr. Pandaria onwards, I've, I've just kind of like stuck to my my priest. I was a disciplined priest, and uh, converted to holy priest in Legion. Oh wow! So it's it's also rather recent then too. Both of you seem to have that. Like you don't have well some of it. You bounce back and forth to it, but it does seem like it's a it's a Legion into BFA sort of changeover, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think what done it for me was I wasn't the biggest fan of the atonement um, when Discipline got remade into that atonement style, so I just thought I'll play the other spec, and I ended up loving the reactionary playstyle that it has to offer. Well, gotcha. And then, do you, because I mean, in, in relative names, I mean, the, the whole point of my show is I bring on new people from the communities that are sort of part of this or that and the other, right? I know that everyone sort of wants to hear from only certain people, but that doesn't always encompass the entire spectrum of, you know, how things in the community get get organized. And shout out to Nefir for helping me get uh, guests on the show today as well. One of the big mods and admins in the, uh, the How to Priest Discord, the, I guess, Warcraft Priests now. And putting all the information together, responsible for a lot of that coagulation of information, of course, over on that end. But TG, do you take part in any of that? Theory crafty, math crafty, feels craftiness that helps again, again, like Hunty. I'm not five head enough for that. Um, but Aww. you know, I'm I'm a mod there, and you know, I help the players out, and I you know go through the logs, see if I can see stuff to to help them down the bosses. And the real question that I need to ask, but that everyone else is wanting to know now too, uh, your name, it's just two letters and three numbers. Yes. Why for? I, so my my name is Tyler, so it's just my initials. And uh, 530 is just an easy number to remember. Like uh, when I was 12 years old, I made a RuneScape account and I couldn't remember the username. Oh. So I had to make a new account. And uh, TG530 is something that I came up with and, you know, it stuck with me since well, I, I was little. And, you know, come come Blizzard, you know, they try to not allow the numbers, and I just thought, wait a minute, I've actually got enough space to, you know, fit in the 5-3 and then just put an O. Yeah, your I, your name that I put on your lower third is what your character name is, so it literally is all spelt out, TG, then 5-3, and then the O. Yep. So, I, I noticed that when I looked up, when you sent me your armory, and I was expecting, when, when Nefir said that TG is interested. I was just like, who? Just two letters? But I guess there's all we have THD in, in limit, right? So it's a couple of those. 
And then to open this up, because there's a couple of topics here that we'll be able to pinpoint on, on who can shed light on all of this. But I would say between holy and discipline, the this is the only spec, which is a weird one for me to make a show of because I had said before at the beginning of BFA that I do every single spec one show. But it's hard to break these two apart because they kind of always have to be talked about in tandem because the only class in the game that has two healing specs that compete with one another and they're both priest. So it's definitely had its share of a tumultuous iterations over the past where one shined over the other, like the whole expansion or the absorb meta. Like if you go back to, I want to say like Warlords was like the really problematic time when it was just spam shields, by the way, and then cows everywhere. Just throw cows at Clarity of Will, rest in peace. But so we'll take a trip back in time and open the gates for your personal thoughts on what you two absorb within the priest or your own, you know, communities overall going across BFA. But all the way back to Mists, to Warlords, to Legion, to now. Are there pieces of the Priest puzzle from past expansions that you want to see return for Shadowlands? Are there versions of either one that you miss from the past? Take us back, Hunte. Like, what do you... Um, oh, or oh. TG. Yeah, go for it. Like, I got to say, uh, I really loved the Legion Holy playstyle, um, at least, with the, the talent choice Divinity, where... Mm. It gave you 15% more healing when you, you casted a Holy Word for 8 seconds and then get nerfed to 6. But it really allowed you to plan your, your kill your cooldown. And you know, there's no RNG with like the current corruptions and all that stuff. You, you could pre-plan it to get like an extra bit of healing from your cooldowns. And I, I just loved that simple little playstyle, which they've removed. So I'd love to see that back. What do you echo with that then, Hunter? Yeah, go for it. So this this has seen quite a few iterations since Mob. Mob was when Spirit Shell was a thing, yeah. And that's kind of like when Absorbs just kind of just ran rampant because it bled into a wad where pretty much the meta was just Discrease spamming Power Shield on everyone, Powerly Paladins putting Illuminated Healing on everyone. And it kind of made healing with those two healers very unfair because there's pretty much nothing to heal anymore. You also had things like Divine Aegis, yeah. And like Legion saw a lot of that thrown away. Like the only healer that was left with the ability to put absorbs was Discreased. However, Power Shield was like was put on a cooldown in Legion and Rapture removed that cooldown. So that was like pretty much the only absorb deck in Legion. And I think overall that was a healthy change for healing in general in the game. You know, Discreased aside. So getting away with absorbs, it allowed for other healers to be able to express their skill. Um, but I think definitely echoing like the Legion sentiment, I think Legion disc had a lot of nuances with the TOS rework. Uh, I know a lot of people miss Light's Wrath. That was a very cool tool that Discrease had because you know now you just kind of have your evangelism ramp and that's you know, once you have that you're doing all this healing and then when that's over, you're kind of just there waiting for the next ramp. So like Light's Wrath definitely was something that helped smooth in those gaps and I think just having an extra tool to be able to like utilize more ramps that you have access to would be something that people would enjoy more. I think I would enjoy more. People it's... love being able to have buttons to press. Yeah. Yeah. I, I this would it always would be take it would probably take some 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 backtracking to see what the priest show was in Legion to compare 
the thoughts at the time. I, I cannot remember completely. It was like two years ago. But I always thought that the, I mean, besides the fact that Light Wrath was very fun, right? And obviously you had that, that huge prep, the big ray damage spike would happen, and you'd bam, Light's Wrath, and you basically heal it up with this essentially a targeted damage to healing revival in a way, which I believe toward the end of Legion always healed more than revival, which, sure, poor Mistweaver <laughs> monks. But I don't know how much that was enjoyed at the time versus a necessary evil to how raids were designed because you don't have anything like that now or at least the same potency but you still have that same ramp window right healer talk right now you always have that you know raid damages in i don't know how many seconds you guys need beforehand you ramp currently right now but you have that 8 10 12 second window before stuff happens you know our, our disc priests always call for you know innervate me there goes the ramp here comes the damage, there goes the healing. So the same kind of play style, but I've heard a lot of, at least just the murmuring feedback, that Discipline now does play minus Light's Wrath, like the best iteration we've had in previous expansions. Is that echoed from you guys? Do you agree, disagree about this current compared to previous? Uh, I think, I mean, the thing with Disc is it got that major rework at the start of Legion, mm -hmm. which wasn't as successful. But then TOS saw further reworks with the addition of Evangelism and Radiance Bone Charges, and that made the spec a bit more accessible to raid with. Before it was like, you know, you needed a ton of external mana to make the spec work because Radiance only hit three people, cost a lot of mana, et cetera, et cetera. I think right now, I mean, it's in a pretty good spot where uh, you have access to a lot of healing even without Evangelism because you can yeah. still throw out a double radiance, throw out a schism, and, you know, that's where a lot of Dispriest healing is right now. And, like, one of the sentiments that have been echoed throughout the entire expansion is that too much of power is put into schism. Dispriest is getting nerfed kind of across the board with penance damage nerf, across the board damage nerf, this damage nerf, that, and it kind of makes the spec feel a bit worse to play in areas that aren't raid, and then it just remains meta throughout the entire expansion. And that, you know, one of the causes of that is Schism, because it's a very short cooldown, lines up pretty well with your ability to ramp, and it just gives you a ton of healing. So, I would say that it, it's pretty balanced right now in terms of fun to play, because you have access to healing a lot, but it's also a bit like, well, this, you always have to play this, and you're always going to do this, it's very planned, there's not a lot of wiggle room in what you can play. There's been a little bit of a meta shift this year with talent choice, but yeah, for the most part, it still feels the same as Legion. It's still pretty fun, but yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say I kind of agree. You know, it's currently in its most balanced form since I can't remember, since I've been, you know, looking at discipline because the auto atonement in Mr. Pandaria was pretty ridiculous with how easy and smart heals were working back then. You could just snipe it, like all the healing. Ward was just not fun for your co-healers because the shield, you know, just wasn't much healing to be done. Again, like in, like you were saying, with the amount of mana needed for the Legion disc, like if you could have that mana, you really just nuked the, the cooldown, you know, the Light's Wrath and your, your big ramp-ups and it was, I guess a little bit unfair for your other healers because all the externals are fired into the one spot and 
you know, they've done the heavy lifting. And I think uh, I think this expansion, you know, they've kind of allowed other heroes to kind of show what they, they're capable of and not let it be, you know, demolished by any other healing spec. Don't get me wrong, they are obviously very strong, but just yeah. allowing the, the lesser heroes to, to put in what? Well, I'm I'm hovering over on the Webhead guide right now. This has been the one outside of the of Clarity of Will, which was um, a little bit more egregious than Powered Shield itself. Is that Powered Shield and stopping damage from happening, right? Absorbing damage before it hits players. And in this sense, right, so PWS doesn't have a, a cooldown per se, but obviously you cannot shield the target again for seven and a half seconds currently. But the, the coupling of stopping damage before it happens uh, on raid-wide hits, of course, your big raid-wide cooldown now, or at least one of your the huge ramp window is Rapture, which allows you to spam your powered shields to get your atonements out there and then of course on top of that you get to stop damage from happening as well as react to it going on it's also the ever-present discussion of of healer dps right so you get to do all of that stopping damage from happening reacting to damage with these ramp windows but then you also do a lot of damage it's like you and holy paladins have had that that argument for a very very long time that that's the biggest tipping point towards should healers do meaningful damage should healers do no damage then how do healers do anything in the open world well just respect a dps spec forehead and it's been this really back and forth expansion to expansion where it's been either way easier or you had all like the member back in Mr. Pandaria all the different healing specs it was all the different triage this and and free healing procs that that the healer itself didn't feel like you did as much as all the random crap that happened so how does and and tg how does the difference between say the healer that stops damage from coming in and does a ton of actual dps while doing it compare to like the bag of tricks and all the throughput and tools that holy has had but discipline still gets brought to higher end content, or you still see discipline at the forefront of like the race to world first or mythic plus keys. Like why, why is that still a thing? Is it just the damage? I think it's, you know, mainly just the damage and the fact that the damage reduction, you know, with the barrier and the pain suppression, um, just that part of the discipline kit alone, just really makes Holy obsolete in a really wooden edge kind of scene. Hmm. But, you know, like, even, I think, even if Holy were to get similar DPS as the Discipline, I think they would still bring Discipline due to the, the damage reduction at that point. Because usually at a higher end, you know, you can avoid a lot of the silly mistakes that Holy Priest can cover very easy because it's very reactionary. Sure. Um, so I, I think even at the, the very top level, I think discipline would still be brought. And I think if they were really wanting to shake up the balance of healing, I think you'd have to go along the lines of 
given the other healing specs similar utility that you know Holy Paladin and Discipline have as well? And then do you weigh up the utility against damage and it makes it more, I guess, fight-based rather than a, a clear-cut option? Yeah, it's just it's the prevailing winds you've had from show after show after show with how it must be tough in the, the Discipline camps and the Holy camps within Blizzard for the development team and how they can make this not always feel like it's one ship that sails and one that stays docked. But, I mean, Hunte, you were talking a little bit before we started the show about how healer balance, though, doesn't isn't actually that bad right now, except when I bring up the top, top end, because damage matters. But overall, what, what do you guys absorb about the, the balance they're in? So balance right now, I mean, if you look at overall logs on Warcraft logs at like 90 percentile, I mean, it's pretty close. Like all the healers with all the tools that they've been given throughout the expansion with the addition of extra traits in 8.1, essences mm -hmm. in 8.2, corruption in 8.3, they're all pretty balanced in terms of being able to do throughput. There are obviously some outliers like the new Mistweaver Monk build being able to reach this insane top end, but for the most part overall on average, they're pretty balanced. And then when you look at top end, you know, it's top end for a reason. You're trying to squeeze out as many, like, advantages as you can get, right? So when you have something like a Disc Priest and a Holy Paladin, if, you know, if everyone's pretty balanced and doing the same thing, kind of, you're going to want to take the guy that's giving you an extra 20, 30k DPS, giving you an extra 25% worldwide damage reduction, all this other kind of stuff that really gives you an advantage over other options, so... Of course, that's, you know, top-end, top-end stuff. Right. So then, looking to... Are there any parts of the other iterations from other expansions and you want to pinpoint? Obviously, Light's Wrath. And... What TG, you said... What was, um, the, what was the talent Divinity. again? Divinity, yeah. yeah. For Holy Priest... Is there, because that's the one thing that I have written down here, right? So the only thing we have confirmed for Shadowlands coming back, right? That Halinka, the great unpruning, is the relaxation of a few spells confirmed to no longer be spec lock, just be priest spells. So the ones from the, the keynote in 2019 BlizzCon were Mind Blast, Flash Heal, and Shadowward Death. The big goal that I took away from that was that Shadow Word Death would just be baseline again under that stupid talent for Shadow Priests, which is like a huge thank you, right? Big, big Peppa hands. But that doesn't seem like that will, it's going to do anything different. That's just going to give, technically, Mind Blast is another button that would do damage to atone for discipline. And then just be a random button you just hit for damage as holy. And then Flash Heal is just going to replace, I guess, Shadow Man that might just get yeeted to just get Flash Shield back in there. So those outside of Shadow or Death, to me, don't seem crazy unless I'm missing something. TG, do you want to... Is there anything more you would like to add to that list, hopefully? Um. Well, I would personally love to see, you know, like I said, Divinity and Prayer Mending, you know, interactions, like oh. in Legion. Um... When we pop Divine Hymn, our Trail Mending stacks would bounce around the raid members, you know, healing them. Um, and it 
if you really, you know, planned out your cooldown and made sure you had a couple of stats out on the raid, it really did implement like a, a solid extra bit of throughput. But again, you know, like Holly's always been known to blast the HPS. We need, I guess, a little bit something different to allow us to maybe be viable at the super top end. Okay. Um, but then you're making classes the same, I guess, at that point, or to give Holy a damage reduction. But the damage increase, you know, like from Mind Blast and that, sure, we'll take it. Um, do more damage than Smite and that. Like, if it's a really intensive progress boss, you can add in a couple of extra KDPS or whatever, and it could make the difference for making a push on that. Yeah, I mean, it, I wasn't trying to, like, be demeaning at the Mind Blast coming back baseline, if that actually works, because that's the interesting part you notice about when you play, you know, when you do DPS as a healer. And I think Discipline obviously has a lot of plates they're juggling with their Radiance, with their Rapture, or if they're just using Power Shield to weave in, of course, to get their atonements out, yada yada, right? And then they have the choosing there. But a lot of their DPS rotation is basically just Penance and Smite. That's all you really yeah, do. Yeah. But and then say like for a resto shaman, you, you you put the sauce on and you throw a meatball, and then you throw lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, meatball, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, meatball, lightning bolt, meatball. That's all you really do, right? So I actually that's the 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 argument that I bring up is that Holy Priest actually has a bit of a rotation in their their DPS, but they don't ever really get to do it. So I wonder if the potency there, adding a little bit more of that, like, because Mind Blast is obviously a short-form cooldown rotation, like, big hit. I wonder if that would help. And Shadow or Death on all priests. But then I wonder how that's going to work with Atonement, because it's an Execute. So, yeah, like, hmm. If they give that, actually, as Atonement healing, I can really see uh, all the Discipline fans being quite happy that they're getting another Solace button, basically. You know, like an extra... Big ramp healing button that they're allowed to do in, in inside the window of healing, which could make them, I guess, really, really, really strong. Yeah. No, yeah, Hunter, do you have anything you want to add to Talinka's potential list? Yeah, so I think the big thing, that's obviously, it's probably, that's not everything, but you know, that just out of baseline, those, uh, those abilities could have different interactions with the different specs. So, you know, Mind Blast could give something to Holy when they use it. Uh, you know, they use Shadow or Death. Like, that that would be the main thing, because obviously Disc would get a Tomin interaction, and that would yeah. be the value there. And they could min-max Schism Windows a bit more, because all you really do in a Schism Window is Solace, Pen, and Smite. You know, if you add Mind Blast and Shadow or Death to that, and, you know, that makes it a bit more nuanced. So for Holy, it would have to have some interaction with the kit if yeah. those spells were to come back. Um, yeah, I, I, like you were saying, the healer rotations, a lot of them are very simple. So I, I think going forward, if they wanted to incorporate healer DPS more, I think they should either nuance rotations a bit and make them have more interactions with the rest, rest of the kits to make them a bit more appealing. Like we see Mistweaver Monk, the rising mist build that's been creeping up. Yeah. You know, if, it's a simple rotation, but, you know, it forces you to min-max how you're pressing your buttons, right? So, actually giving you a reason to DPS that, you know, that can make other healers more appealing 
to world first progression potentially because healer dps becomes such a important topic in that discussion right all right so wrap this up for me real quick then what if there was something that you either of you or the community maybe at large or chat is there anything in the priest kits for discipline or holy you would like to see removed going into shadowlands is something that you just can do without just get it out of there a talent an ability something because i don't know if there's anything you'd want to be removed unless there's some sticking point somewhere for me personally um at least from the holy point of view i'm completely really happy with the kit so it's like it's really hard to want to remove anything mm -hmm. um, i guess Holy's Holy's good. Although I wish they would change the the interaction with Binding Heal and the renewal talent that we had in Legion. Um, hmm. Basically, it allowed you to renew your renewal on three targets when you use Binding Heal, but now it's only the main target in Binding Heal. Like I just found that quite fun with the Antorus tier set. Okay. A chat I read in chat right now. Remove desperate prayer, provide a useful defensive. Desperate yeah, prayer is, is just a super health stone on a big cooldown, so yeah, Priest has always lacked an offensive for the not always, but the past two expansions, that's been like a pretty big deal. Because in Legion, I'm pretty sure De Desperate Prayer is a talent, it wasn't even baseline. And so you know, priests and higher mythic plus keystones, probably the most egregious example you know priest didn't have an actual defensive to use against Hurge's lightning bolt or xavius's nightmare bolt and so you just kind of die if it picked you and so you know that when bfa came out one of the big talking points is that we're giving defensives to everybody sure so to you know allow more diversity within keystones and priest just got desperate prayer as a baseline and there's a point where abilities are hitting hard enough to where damage reduction is going to be a lot more valuable than a max health increase. And pretty much every spec has either an immunity or a damage reduction that allows them to deal with this. And all Priest gets is Desperate Prayer. And it's funny because Priests have had tools that could deal with things that are, you know, akin to other classes' immunities or defensives. You know, Greater Fate is a PvP talent. Spectral Guys in the past, I believe, could be used to avoid some mechanics. So be, seeing some of those get added in Shadowlands would definitely be a big plus for Priest, both Holy and Discipline. Like I said, those are the two two specs in the game that just don't have an actual real defensive. I think I saw Spectral guys come up in chat as well, too. Yeah. Well, all right, so shift gears. And uh, and Hunte, take the reins on this one, because this is what Jack said you'd be able to talk about. All right. And it was kind of woven in the uh, earlier part of the show about the uh, let's crack the egg on the Mythic Plus scene. And things are a little bit crazy right now, but this might be the best, if not second best season we've had with Awakened, Awakening, awake the, the, the AKA Shroud of Concealment, the mini bosses, the route, the Mythic Plus dungeon season. So where does the divide in discipline versus holy happen in keys does it depend on key level and i'm putting on the spot here too from the before the show went live you basically said that when you apply to like pug keys you just put either and whatever i guess they ask for you would heal as or if they don't tell you you would just play as i guess whatever tickled your fancy at the time 
But is there a break point there? Do you prefer to do keys as Holy or Disc, or how do you decide? So going into this expansion, Disc was like very good. Um, I, I did beta keys as Disc a ton of the time, and then a lot of people were playing Disc at the start of EFA, and it was a pretty good spec. Um, so my personal preference is Disc. I like the damage it brings as well as it has a good tank external. Um, yeah, barrier still get a mythic plus. Uh, the disc still has rapture absorbs, which is really useful for, for some things like the jagged metals on the Waycrest Manor. Um, but yeah, I think kind of most keystones that people are doing, you know, around anywhere from ten to fifteen, maybe seventeen. Doesn't matter which spec you can play any healing spec in the game. But I think once you start pushing, you know. 19 20 21 i think that's where disc is starting going to start edging out of value because some boss fights is just the fight goes on long enough and you're like well i'm out of juice i can't heal anymore type of deal and having that extra healer damage really helps from the disc increase that holy can't really compete with because even if holy is able to just smack dps buttons the whole time it's still not being it still doesn't have the same amount of tools as disc and the ability to do damage but um yeah, in terms of that, it's like play whatever spec you want. But if you're looking to seriously push some high keys and grind out that IO, I think disc edges out a little bit more there. And it's also, in my opinion, a bit simpler to play because you know in raid you have to worry about ramp timings. You only have so many globals, get so many atonements on X amount of people in a raid. But you right. know five people, radiance hits five people, so you know you never have to worry about ramping. Uh, the only things you really have to worry about is if you take schism, how you're using schism, where you're utilizing it. Are using Rapture and separating your cooldowns and the like, because especially in those higher keystones, it's like very important to not stack your cooldowns. Like you don't want DPS using their big defensives if you're using your Shadow Feet or using your Barrier or Rapture or whatnot. Whereas Holy struggles a little more because I don't think the cooldowns that Holy gets is are as potent. They don't have any damage reduction. Um, yeah. Apotheosis is a pretty good tool to get you know a ton of Holy words out. Yeah, on that topic, I think Apotheosis should be a baseline thing for Holy Priest, because Holy Priest really lacks having a good baseline cooldown like, compared to something like Pally Wings. Now, Divine Hymn gets that 100% modifier in 5 mans, but it still doesn't compare to the throughput some other healers can do. And I think Holy just really lacks that ability to do single target as well as 5-man throughput on longer boss fights or bigger trash pulls. Now, to to juxtapose that, the art on this page is slowly getting cut off. Looking at the apotheosis buff, I know this was like a big, uh, basically the holy form cooldown that was definitely fought for and asked about going into this expansion. But but TG as primarily playing holy, then do you do you echo those sentiments as well? Do you actually do keys as discipline, or do you have no problem doing the keys that you do as holy, or do you get that you know that weird look from chat when you? queue up as a holy priest yeah like uh, I, I stick to my dungeons with holy um you know often more often than not they are glad that it's holy which i guess i've just had a bad experience with this like discipline is a like hunter was saying is a monster in mythic plus um like it brings so much to the the table um but i think the corruption and the essences that we got in 8.3 have smoothed out some of the weaknesses in the single target healing from Holy. Um, with the spirit of preservation, 
allowing you to have your flash heal stacks like to heal more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I've seen some of my crits for the flash heal being like 140k, which you know, pretty massive. It's mm. really good for keeping the tanks up. Um, and with the, the CDR reduction, um, corruption inside Apotheosis, one flash heal will completely bring back Serenity. Um, inside that little 10 second window so you are really pumping out the the big single target healings at that point um, but we, we can't compete with discipline and the, the damage and yeah. the, the group wide uh, damage reduction either yeah so that, that brings up the follow up then do you for discipline it might seem a lot easier to like focus on DPS then to keep making sure you're contributing to the key which is definitely a weird uh i play battle shaman i play a lot of resto shaman mythic plus i only go like 15s and 16s get weekly chests i don't really do like anything crazy so it's probably a way different than if it's when you push the 18 plus mark when damage starts to really matter more but even then i run you know one igneous potential i had the full battle shaman setup that i made for jaina back in the day where i was healing for a while with triple and then double DPS trinkets, and even um, the uh, the torrent, the spell damage, uh, weapon enchant, because I didn't need more healing. I healed fine, and Resto Shaman has, you know, Ascendance, and SLT, and Healing Tide Totem, and all this stuff, right? All these big cooldowns to use in, in a five-man setting. But damage always mattered, and Resto basically just waits for meatballs. So, do you focus on DPS then, when you try to balance and bring that as a holy priest do you just do you play you know dps trinkets and stuff of that nature as well or or no um, i definitely run the claw you know it's just a, a high value mythic plus um sadly i don't have oh, a, sure. another good good option right now but it depends on the the run like there's some runs where the dps and that actually interrupt the mobs and it feels a lot more smoother to weave in the dps so I then try to input DPS then, but some runs you can get where the damage is way higher than what it should be because no interrupts are happening and stuff. So then you're playing defensive and you won't get the opportunity to heal well to damage as much as you would like. So it's a grip by grip basis is how I try and play it. Like ideally, I would like to time the key, um, so I just do whatever actions are necessary. To help the team do that right and then hunter then for for discipline primarily is that because you can put on dps trinkets and weapon enchants and stuff of that nature and even put like your your tertiary azurite to just secondary stats or damage procs and that's fine right is that just gearing towards that dps healing hybrid is part of the course yeah but especially I think in like a lot of keys, most people do the the options you take for damage also just contribute to your healing. You know, you can wear Machinist Brilliance and Chant. That's giving you Int and a secondary, and that's just going to help you do more damage. It still buffs your healing. Wearing stuff like Death Throes, which buffs uh, Purge the Wicked slash Shadow Pain damage. That's just going to give you more healing, add more damage. Secondary am same thing. So disc, it's not too big of an opportunity cost to wear uh, more damage stuff. Uh, when you look at higher keys, a lot of, I think essences help a lot of healers fill gaps that they might like. So tank healing is a big thing for yeah. a lot of healers. And the Vitality Conduit essences is 
something that I see a lot of disc trees take and you know stuff like 21s and 22s because I've been I've been looking at uh, some disc priests uh, doing high keys and it fills this gap where disc priests can't really heal tanks very well but you have this 45 second cooldown that's doing it's like 350k or something so it heals like 23k every 0.5 seconds every over six seconds so it's a very potent tool and stuff like TG was saying with Spirit of Preservation Shadowmend is one of the highest base flash heals in the game. And you have things like Depth of Shadows traits, uh, Spirit Preservation. If you take Twist of Faith, that's just amping these Shadowmans. I think the highest Shadowman crit I've ever seen is like 360k. Oof. And yeah, Shadowman hits really freaking hard, of course. It, but it does have that like drawback of it does damage over time. But a lot of the time that just gets healed up by Atonement passively. Like you have dots on mobs. So yeah, for Disc, not too much of a, a loss to run damage stuff. But when you are pushing those higher keys, you have to sacrifice the damage. So you can't really run Crucible, Major, and things of that nature. But you can still run things like the Claw or Death Thirst traits. So. Yeah. So how about then, Hunte, from you, any words of wisdom or little nuggets of knowledge you would like to impart on any priests that are trying to break into higher Mythic Plus keys? Uh, any resources that they might want to check out or just things to uh to keep on their radar um, i i personally don't know exactly who streams disc keys at the moment um i know raider io is the great feature that it sh shows like when someone's streaming it has a little dot next to their name so mm -hmm. you know, raider io is a great source to check out you know what disc priests are doing if they're streaming and whatnot when you're trying to break into the scene, it's like pretty important to run consistently with a group. Um, yeah. Just to you know, get, you know, once you run with the same people, you know what routes you're going, you know who's stopping what, you know who's popping cooldowns where. Because one of the things I was saying is Disc isn't very good at single target healing without you know, having a fully stacked Spirit of Preservation and whatnot. Um, so having a good comms with your tank, knowing what cooldowns they're using, if they need paints up, if they're using a wall here or there, um, yeah. Yeah, keeping comms up, getting a feel for what people are going to do. But yeah, just being really consistent with who you're running with and what you're doing, uh, making sure that you're very receptive to criticism. I know a lot of people don't like being told uh, like what they could do differently. They might take offense to it, but uh, there's merit in what people have to say, especially if they're being constructive about it. So I think be it's, humble, it's, be consistent, that type of thing. Yeah, it's the tone at which it's, uh, I guess, transmitted. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. For sure. And then... It's hard, hard to interpret what people are saying over text, too. So, And then, uh, TG, do you have any, any hopeful <laughs> shouts to if you want to play Holy and... In keys or or anything else you want to uh, to add to that? Um, sadly, you know, I don't really use any of the resources since I'm quite a casual in Mythic Plusy. Like I'm like yourself, I do my 15s, my 16s, and get the chest done. Um, oh yeah. But if you, if you are wanting to push, because there's a holy priest that's done a plus twenty in every single key. Um, oh. So sticking with the same group, you know, week in week out, practicing the runs. Um, you'll eventually get there. Just basically what Hunty said. So there, there is some scope for Holy to do well, but you do really have to, I guess, work at it. Sure, I can get that. And then, um, 
All right, so we've been just a little, little discussionary, a little rigid with the questions, but this topic is just just a couple sentences, but it's a little bit nutty one. So something to loosen up a little bit and talk about the C word, corruption. Get your heads out of the guttery weirdos. We're not talking about cereal either, even though I did have some cinnamon toast crunch the other day. Not a sponsor, pretty good. But corruption, short and sweet. How does it impact? Impact? What is the implications or the impact for discipline and or holy? Does it shore up weaknesses for holy? Does it just add more DPS for discipline? You guys are actually, I think, on your armories. You were both wearing the exact same corruptions, I believe. Let me go. Uh, oh, actually, you're both specced holy right now too. Uh oh, Hunte. I was logged. I was disciplined. I logged to my priest. It's discipline right now too. Uh, okay, good, good. All right, all right. But yeah, <laughs> you were both wearing the same. I had to like scour, but you've got a racing pulse, and then an ineffable truth, and that's it, I believe. Yeah, that's that's all you got. And TG's got a void ritual and an ineffable truth, and that's also it. So I'm going to go out and live and say that Ineffable Truth, pretty good for uh, for healing. Is that, that is it a key one there, or is it a priest-specific kind of one? Yeah, Ineffable's been a bit of a... It was a hushed whisper before this corruption kind of came. No one really looked at Ineffable and was like, wow, I want that. But as progression went on, people started seeing the value in it. Just, and especially when they added the Tier 1 Ineffable, which... It's like a third of the corruption and only 20% less CDR. So, yeah, Ineffable just helps healers. They have more access to their button, which healers always love. And with some of the damage patterns, this tier, where almost every boss has, like, ticking damage and then some burn, having more access to your cooldown, yeah, it just has a lot of value. Specifically for me, I'm, uh, I did a heroic sale, and that's why, that's the gear I was wearing, but I was wearing Ineffables on Nazoth prop for a specific reason, where if I used my Evangelism in one place, if I got a single Ineffable proc, I'd have it up for a place to keep healing really smooth and consistent. But as oh. an overall metric for Disc Priest, um, Disc Priest works with like a lot of corruption, because the spec itself is like very good. I think the top log for Nazoth right now is a Korean Priest running just taste corruptions, like Expedient, Racing Pole, just pumping out Shadow Men. Pump, I don't pump. think Ineffable is required, but... Wait, you said yeah. pumping out Shadow Men's? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, just pumping out Shadow Men's with a bunch of hits. playing Lucid Major. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it, that's... Uh, sorry. No, I guess in that case, as a Shadow Men bot, which is a, an interesting, uh, I guess, transition... Because the other healing, your other healers will do, will heal up your, the dot component. You're there to hit with the big slap heals to spike people in that regard. Is that what I gather from that disc style or? Yeah, so in the second phase of the Zoth specifically, there's yeah. usually two ads up the dot harvesters. So you have a Purge of the Wicked on the boss and you have two Purge of the Wicked on the ad. So while you're pumping out these Shadow Men's, you're applying Atonement to people, and they're getting healed up by three dots ticking on them up. And, you know, that's the thought process there, is as you're applying the Shadow Men's, you're getting healed by the dot, and then 
when evokes are coming out, you have a double radiance to throw out, throw out your schisms, solace, penance, and you're cranking out a bunch of healing. Yeah. Okay. You can run a pretty good medley of corruptions on Disc Priest. It works well with a few of them. But yeah, that Disc Priest in Korea, he knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, the the pre uh, the the healer ones. It's funny to see because the damage affix one because like um gushabu isn't gonna add atonement right i don't think twilight dev or infinite stars unless stuff adds anything so the the ineffable and the 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 haste procs or the secondaries the void rituals those are where you're gonna see an actual impact in your sort of your overall numbers yeah that's uh that was like one of the big changes from legion because decreased uh back in legion the damage stuff like trinkets would transfer atonement. However, they were like half damage because if they were full damage, it would have been a lot of atonement value. And one yeah. of the changes they decided to make from Legion to BFA is this priest now got full damage from external sources, but atonement will only transfer through priest abilities. Right. So that's what allows this priest to do so much damage too with these trinkets and stuff is that their base kit is doing a lot of damage and then they're getting full damage value from all this other stuff. That's why Discrease didn't do quite as much damage in Legion in comparison. Yeah, I was trying to... Where is... I don't even know if I can view it right now. I have to go into, like, the database view. But then Blizzard has... They made... It's, like, where the aura tuning comes into play, right? It's very... There's, like, a huge list in the back end of all the different spells that will only atonement now. So that only those will interact. Because imagine, like, if the, the Drake Claw could atone right now, right? A two-minute yeah. click, 100,000-plus damage, that would that would be just silly. You'd have Light's Wrath back, almost, as a dot, <laughs> kind of. That's like the uh, the Owl from Tumas Argera. seems to be very good for Disc Grease. Oh, so, yeah. Even though it was half the damage, it was still... You know, all that damage going into all the atonement you're spreading out was still just a very large amount. So. Yeah. And then, and then TG, how about is any different for Holy? Because again, you're wearing very similar ones. Or yeah. does Holy Priest want infinite stars? Uh, well, I mean, you know, in, infinite stars will help their DPS, but if they're looking to uh, improve the healing, yeah, the the truth, the CDR is amazing for us because our Holy Words get the salvation back up quicker. So the quicker they get the Holy Words back up, you know, the sooner they pump out that salvation. Yeah. Um, I actually seen a log today where someone was wearing three rank twos and one ranked one and Ooh. they managed to get salvation down to a one minute forty cooldown. So that's kind of the the future, the end game corruption tier when all the holy priests are running around with all the CDR, like they'll just be blasting salvations out, get lucky with the traps. What's the but, what the put in perspective, what's the base cooldown on that compared to the one minute forty you said? It's 12 minutes cooldown. Yeah. <clears throat> this is but pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. It's the strongest heal in the game barring Lay on Hands, right? Yeah, like, um, I'm pretty sure, like, the raw throughput of all the renews and stuff, it just beats any other cooldown by fair margin. Right. But, that you know, hard. I think, yeah, like, it's great to work towards, but, you know, there's other options like Void Ritual. Or the leech, um, and the mastery truck as well. Like those are all very strong corruption options for the healing. But if you are wanting to 
go damage. You know, infinite stars, tentacles, twilight devastator. Just the the simple simple DPS choices if you're really needing to uh, push out some damage. Okay. Well, I guess that leads me now to discuss a bit of the healer hierarchy then. And earlier in the show, we talked about how essentially any healer can do anything right now. The healer balance within BFA, barring Azerite funkiness or um, essence funkiness or now corruptionness, within reason, if you're all on the same playing field in this regard, healers should be able to compete with each other. It all just comes down to either fight design or where your guild is aiming at in the the heroic or into the, the mythic world scene or how big of a key you're running but so where do you both sort of slot the six healers right has this changed i know that there was a bit of a murmur the last healer episode we had was holy paladin a while back and there was some discussion there if the glimmer nerf for them in raids would see them diminish in power eh, kind of but not really. So I don't know if anything got really shaken up with 8.3, with Corruptions, and with Glimmerdin not being as prolific. TG, from, from your side of things, do you do you see much of a shakeup there compared to what happened before 8.3? Where do you put the six healers sort of in a tier list? I think, um, I think with the Paladin nerf, they're doing similar amounts of healing to like the end of tier EP. So they're kind of just kept mm. similar in power. Um, so I, I think I would probably still put Paladin at the very top. And I would probably put the Discipline Priest second place. If okay. we're looking at this from a raid um, kind of opinion, I would probably put Shamans. You know, those are the three kind of classes that really do see their use inside the super high-end raiding. Yeah. Um, I'd probably put Holy Priest as the fourth choice. And then Mistweaver Monk with Resto Druid last in map for the raid scene. Mm-hmm. But if we're, if we're talking about, you know, pure throughput, I think uh, the new Mistweaver build is going to be the, the king of that one. I think later on when corruption higher, well, not the. I think. Um, if you play it right, I think Holy Priest is very competitive with the throughput of Holy Paladin. Okay. But, again, Paladin just more in their, their toolkit to bring. So I think Paladin, Discipline, Shaman, Holy Priest, Monk, and Restored for Raid would be my kind of final six. Would you agree with that? Hunte's in in the rating sense. I don't know if that would change in the Mythic Plus sense at all. Yeah, so for Ray, that's the gist of it, because Paladin, healing aside, still has an immunity, sells a raid-wide DR compared to barriers, you know, 10-yard, 15-yard radius. Um, yeah. Uh, then Resto Shaman following Holy Valley Discreased, because Resto Shaman you know, saw Mavy just absolutely demolished on the Zon. Spirit Link is still a very powerful tool. Windrush is awesome. Onk Totem. Um, so those three just have so much utility and on top of having the throughput for uh, progression rating. Uh, 
then following that, I would rank Mistweaver because of the new build above Holy Priest, and then Rest of Druid. So, for Mythic Plus, that's another story. <laughs> well, right, that's why I was I was trying to juxtapose what you think the Mythic Plus side of things is because that's also it also brings in obviously my show has always been very PVE Dragon Slayer focused, but the the arena or pvp scene like rated bgs which if you're like a really hardcore raider that's what you're pushing to get that extra piece of guaranteed corruption at as high as high levels you can that 1800 to at least 2100 plus is mistweaver is funny how it's been like this it's this weird spot all expansion but it's so frustrating in pvp and even so is holy paladin in pvp also insane because they've got two different immunities and uninterruptibles and instant cast spells right that's all and all pff, druid has been the king of arena and battlegrounds because of their cc and sort of ability and even though bear form has been nerfed rather heavily because of the mythic plus last expansion to this one still insane not even bringing up the whole Guardian Druid fiasco that Druids get to do right now in PvP, where they just go full DPS bear, don't die, and eventually you can't... They, they're not going to die, you can't kill them, so you lose, I guess. But how does that... Does it change for Mythic Plus, then? You said that's a whole other story. What's the other story there? Yeah, so when we're looking at Mythic Plus, pretty much see the same thing as good at this point, where Holy Pally has just taken the reins, then followed by Rest of Druid. And then I think it's like Mistweaver, Disc Priest, Mistweaver, kind of equal. And then mm. Rest or and then Rest of Shaman, and then H Priest. Um it, it's like kinda of like I think all the healers bar H Priest can do up to like a twenty-one or twenty-two right now. But then when you're starting to push those twenty-threes and twenty-fours is when you're only seeing holy pallies and resto druids. Yeah. Um and that just has to do with the fact that if you look at overall, if you think of Mythic Plus like a giant health bar, you know, Holy Pallies are able to do a ton of damage right now and they don't have to sacrifice much for it. Uh, Vision of Perfection and things like Ineffable Truth and Twilight Devil. I don't think you really run ITs in Mythic Plus. Things like Twilight Dev, you know, you're not losing much to run the Twilight Dev and you're just adding a ton of damage to that dungeon. I think my Pally, who doesn't even have a Twilight Dev, I'm doing about anywhere from 40, 40 to 45k overalls. And then Resto Druid is even with that high noon nerf are still sporting like 30, 35k overalls. And those two specs don't have to sacrifice much to do that damage on top of the other utility they bring, like Paladin's yeah. Immunities and Bob, Resto Druid having Stealth, Be Red. Uh, the Toilet. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you know, this Priest is able to do the throughput and keys, but they have to sacrifice a lot of damage the higher you go up, running things like Vitality, Conduit Major, and having to yeah. Shadow Men a lot more. Uh, Rest of Shaman, kind of same thing. They're not offering a lot of damage when things are getting sketchy. They have to spam a lot of healing. And that, that's where you see some of the key differences. It's kind of like what we were talking about with progression rating, where you're trying to edge out the most advantage you can get while not losing out on anything. Yeah. And that's why we see, you know, similar to Legion, why Holy Pies and Rest of Druids are just kind of sitting at the top. They just offer so much and lose so little to add on to that. So I guess that's the point I put here as well. Is it just like, that's just how, do you foresee that? Gonna, it, it, it's not exactly how it was last expansion, but it's also not, not exactly how it was. Is, 
do healers just sort of feel like there are there are niches they're going to fulfill or niches they're going to fulfill and sit in that's just going to be how it plays out right if you if you want to play a mistweaver you're going to be stronger in these areas and way weaker in the others and discipline has just been this this powerhouse in raiding scene especially the mythic raiding scene i would say really since warlords when it was almost toxic and then it obviously got toned down a bit into legion and where it sits now in bfa that's just you guys just accept that's the the key you're not gonna be able to plug and play any healer into any situation and is the healer niche is just that's it then yeah do you think blizzard can do anything yeah. to to figure that out i think the start of bfa was a really interesting time in my opinion because a lot of things were viable i think mm. people were pretty much playing everything but h breeze you know uh Mistweavers had this niche where they were able to crank out so much single target healing for their for their eye level. Um, and tanks had just gotten I don't remember all the nerfs, but tanks had gotten tanks were not as independent as they were in Legion. You know, back in Legion, Blood Decays and Vengeance CHs didn't need like any help from a healer essentially. And so healers could just focus on, you know, maxing their damage and legion keys. But then when we went into BFM, tanks needed a little bit more help. And so Mistweavers had this niche where they were able to Spam single target healing on the tank like a ton. And so he's like King's Rest, which have a lot of priority target healing. Mistweavers were like Kings in there. But then mm. we had situations like Temple of Sethralis, which had a lot of group-wide healing over a long period of time, like Galvast and the last boss. But Resto Druids were a bit more potent there. And then we also had the situation where Disc Priests were doing a ton of damage compared to other healers and had decent throughput as well. And so... I mean, there were also just there were also holy paladins running around doing the same thing. They were able to do a ton of damage and had decent, but they lacked that single target healing factor. And so, I think the meta at the start of BFA was very diverse, hmm. and you could see different niches being filled by the different healers. But as time went on, people got traits, new traits, essences, corruption, more secondaries, things like H Pal and Restajura just started to take over because. Now, Holy Pies and Rusty Roots can do more damage on a Disc Priest and still do the same throughput, and they don't have that opportunity cost. And I think that would require a bit more in-depth look at how each spec interacts, both with secondaries and the systems that exist in the expansion at the time. Because I believe they're, they're bringing back legendaries in Shadowlands, right? With yeah, or something like that? Kind of. The, the way the Torgat... Yeah, the Torghast legendaries are going to be basically the cards that you get to upgrade as you go up the tower. Like some of those buffs you get in the tower, you can craft one to be a permanent. But that was 2019 BlizzCon. We have no idea what that's going to turn into. Yeah. But now it's this whole thing we brought up on previous shows with covenants and what if the covenant you pick is, you know, your best, in this case, your best for disciplines, you know, throughput to turn damage into healing and then. That one gets nerfed, so you you want to you're gonna switch covenants, lol, you know midway through the expansion or something, or what if the the first legendary you pick is totally bonkers, ridiculous, and they nerf that one, then you're set back six weeks to make your next one, or however long it takes, and then yeah, it's just we'll see. Uh, it's highly system based. It's like it's hard to tell what it will look like going forward because a spec rework or things they add or take away can interact differently with. Oh yeah. 
the systems that exist in the expansion, like Legion having tier sets and legendaries and being able to gear gear swapping is actually such a massive thing too. So, you know, maybe they bring that back and that just changes the playing field for healers. So only time will tell would be my answer to that. Yeah, that's a big one. That is definitely a big one. Uh... I think it's something a little bit forgotten about. It was kind of like a big deal when they said no more gear swapping. And it's just kind of been the norm now, but it's still something that would like, like imagine being able to change from having triple twilight dev on trash and then going, you know, gushing wounds or something for bosses. That would be a big deal. Probably, I mean, it would probably break part of the way that the game is balanced now. So I imagine something like that might stay because it is, they yeah. akin it to when you start a raid boss, you're in combat the entire time with the raid boss, you can't change your stuff you can I guess change your weapons but that's been always a thing but in a mythic plus dungeon you're starting in the entire dungeon is one continuous raid boss even though obviously it doesn't it's not a one-to-one -one comparison so those are kind of the decisions that blizzard's made before where they've been like eh. but uh, i'm gonna flip-flop these topics real quick here just because hunt i had that one but uh but tg do you have and this is from like your holy priest sensibilities now. Do you have a particular tank in BFA that you enjoy healing the most versus the least? And why is that? I think um, in Mythic Pluses, my favorite tank, surprisingly, is the Holy pa uh, Thought Paladin. Um, hmm. I've just had really good experiences with them. It seems like if they play their, their cooldowns right, don't really tax me out a lot as a, a healer, whereas if I play with a brewmaster, sure they reduce the incoming damage, but it's more like a lot more healing over time, so they require more healing, and that's obviously raising the, the single target requirement a lot higher in the, the Mythic Pluses, which takes my time away from damaging. Sucks a little bit, but in raids, obviously, I would say Brewmaster is definitely my favorite one there. You know, my Echo of Light and stuff is just passively healing up the stagger damage. And I'm not sure what I would say is my least favorite in raids because I've only played with two Brewmaster monks for a very long time as my tanks in raids. So, <laughs> yep. so I'm not sure what my least favorite would be outside the raids. Hunter, have, no. yeah, have you had different... Different tanks you've healed? Yeah, I've healed pretty much all of them throughout the expansion. I think the bear is the least I've um, I would say just from, you know, just looking at Raider Io is kind of an obvious answer. Product Warrior is probably my favorite tank to heal because a, a well-played Product Warrior essentially needs no healing. Hmm. And you, you you can tell some tanks you can tell like the different comfort levels and different skill levels like based on what healing they need. You know, if you're playing with a prop warrior that's tank, you know, 20, 21, 22s, they're probably not going to take like any damage compared to someone that has really gone above that comfort weekly 15, 16 key level. Um, and followed by that, uh, a really well played vengeance DH is actually. It's kind of significant. Vengeance is like probably my worst, like least favorite tank deal, and also one of the ones I prefer because if it's a good vengeance DH, it's almost like a Legion Blood Decay. Yeah. But they kind of don't need healing, and you get to just maximize your DPS. But then there's some that just like just get railed by a pack, and you 
just have to keep spamming flash heals and hope maybe they'll leap away. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I think all the tanks are kind of like I don't want to say balanced, but I've noticed some some of them, all the specs, I don't have to heal them. Like a good bear, I don't have to heal, and then some just get absolutely. Bad. I know when I try to play my bear or try to tank a key on my druid, I just die. So I'm obviously not a tank player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely prot warrior, definitely my favorite. I think that just because it overall requires the least amount of healing and allows me to min max my damage the most, and I can contribute to the key the most. It's interesting you both had different different like top tanks. So, I mean, it's, it's very experience dependent for sure. I know on the Vengeance Demon Hunter show, if you want to go back in time a little bit on that one, there was definitely some talk about how, I mean, the gluttony build wasn't fully realized back then, but now we're in a world of racing pulse and expedient and kind of in a way that, that the Mistweaver knew, you know, kick punch, almost like jab, jab, uplist style of, uh, of rising mist build right now is huge because of haste stacking. So is the new Vengeance Demon Hunter build where you just... <laughs> Did you see... This had to have made the rounds. There was the log from the Mythic Shadhar where the Vengeance DH had like a million HPS or something unreal at certain yeah. bursts. Just stupid. Yeah, that was nuts. Just uh, never, never got... Tank. Yeah. I'm sorry. Their tank, like their other tank, wasn't there that night and they decided to just one tank and it worked. And... That was just, like, so funny to see. It's like a Vengeance DH topping the meter. <laughs> yep. Just because the the amount of souls on GCD ripping them out and eating them over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Obviously, super like, razor's edge balance there. Because if anything went wrong, probably just fall over. But hey, it worked. I mean, it's a, it's a funny-looking log. Vengeance Team Hunter definitely got the the little boost it was looking for, but, and then to go back to you again, TG, how about a random thought? What is your biggest world of Warcraft healer pet peeve in the game? Uh, I think it's, to be honest, uh, I'm pretty sure most healers would say this, but it's definitely going to have to be like line of sight, you know? <laughs> oh, sure. Like the cloud smoke and, Tentacle boy, uh, it's just really infuriating. Like, or some people are running away for the orb to damage the boss, and you realize that they're they're sixty yards and they're in the cloud smoke and a different cloud smoke, and you're like, ah, can't. Well, just... uh, you're speaking of Drestigath specifically, because even the middle mound that Drestigath's main head eyeball comes out of is even has LOS problems. I've heard. Luckily for me, I haven't experienced that, but mm. I know on um, Elgonoth as well, with our placements of the No Defel Strat, that we had a couple of DPS hiding behind a wall, and I'm like, oh, I can't quite reach that, because you're, you're hiding, can you pop out a little bit? So how did you feel about Mythic Ajara then? Uh, I hated uh, I hated progress of that. I didn't actually kill it, but, you know, I got up spell phase um, with the warlocks you know hiding behind the console and that yep. uh, and that uh, infuriating hopefully they don't do another boss like that but I'm sure they're... that was the biggest point of feedback I think I heard was that 
I guess thematically, it's a fun lore mechanic that her power Ajar is so overwhelming that it eventually just tears everything down around it. She's just oozing arcane energy, but at the same time, from a gameplay, not so fun. Now it's non, you know, after a number of months of farming it, and obviously when the nerfs came in, not as big of a deal, but we only have like 130-ish thousand HP when you soak properly, 150 maybe. Little bit spicier for sure. Going back to the race to world first for that one, a lot of the sentiment was that it's basically an LOS fight where you were like, I'm on three, four, three, four spells. Three, four spells again. That was the whole fight. In and out of LOS the whole time. What about a pet peeve for you, Hunte? What do you got? Apparently, chat says when you don't get innervate. Is that, <laughs> is that, uh, no, don't listen to Goosey. Okay. He's a, enthusiast but uh anyway same thing i don't think i can express how much as shara made me hate the game because it just had this like i think any mechanic where it's like you have no control over it and mm -hmm. you can't affect the outcome is very frustrating so for example is shara had healers always got beckoned so, you know, it was always on a range defense and always on a healer. So, you know, range was like, you know, one in nine chance of you getting it, whereas healer was like one in three because most goats do healed it. And there were just some pulls where, you know, you would get every beckon as a healer and you wanted to just kind of curl up in a ball and die. And then on top of that, constantly losing control of your character, you also had line of sight happening. And from a disc point of view, it was like, oh, uh, you go to cast a radiance on someone and they, they lined you. you. Try and cast on someone else, they lined you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And obviously people, the play is, you know, stand in a position where they're lot, like where you're standing, you can heal from any line of sight, but sometimes it just happened where people, you know, just went out of line of sight. And it's not just an Ashara thing too. It's sometimes it happens on Nazoth where you go to heal someone and then they kind of run out of range because there's like 70 tentacles around the room and they're, they have to hit this tentacle. And then you think you finish your cast and then you hit evangelism, but you didn't finish your cast. And then you really, that happened a couple of times on is off prop and then dress the god like tg was saying you can't heal half the rigs or in the smoke cloud i mean you do have the there is like the weird interaction where you could heal someone near the cloud that was in your line of sight and it would hit people in the cloud but you mm -hmm. couldn't directly heal the people in the so you know that was nice but it's still just like not being able to have full control over the outcome is a very frustrating aspect from my point of yeah, how about I, I'll, I'll go with you on on chat on that one too. How about the when people ask for heals? Oh man, Nazoth, I, I get, not to beat a dead horse, but Nazoth is just like you know everyone's kind of dying, especially in that second phase. Sure, and people are just like asking, "I didn't get any heals. Where are my heals?" And it's kind of like you didn't die. You might be low, but you didn't die, and it's just kind of a thing where. One, it's a healer comfort thing. Like, that is a ton of raid damage that's happening. So when you're early on in, like, phase two prog, like, you're yeah. probably going to be low. So you should just be happy if you didn't die. I think towards our, like, when we got closer to our kill attempt, everyone was really healthy, save for, like, I think the third evoke, where it was probably our lightest of healing. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, if you didn't die, okay. if you died, didn't get a heal in, like, 10 seconds, okay, then chew me out. But it's, like, when the whole raid is just, like, on the brink of death, you know, you, you didn't die, I, I don't know. It's, like, slightly annoying. To, to be fair, like, I will admit, my guild is pretty good in not calling out for the, the one heal, one heal, usually. Hmm. Um, 
more often than not, if we have a white, it's usually just like, do we just add in another healer? Can we just add in another, uh, like, got this, just misplay or whatever. But uh, I have been playing in older guilds where someone gets like a dot on them or something and it's like, heal me, heal me, heal me. And I'm like, just literally got the dot. Don't worry. The healers are aware. They can see it in the frames that you have the dot. Just let the healers heal you. Okay. Let the healers heal you. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's the one... That fight in particular, I... Uh, I noticed that the amount of HPS that you can pump out... This is uh, Mythic Nazoth specifically. It always seems like it never is enough from like a spectator perspective. You know, as I was casting the race to world first, watching it happen, everyone's kind of like, because the the aura isn't the big thing. It's the everything when, when it stacks everything else on top of it, and it's the big wave of damage or people getting hit by eye beams or whatever. It always looked like, which I, again is that a fight that actually is, barring the huge distances. Suddenly, that's a fight that healers enjoy, right? When there's stuff to heal and react to and get, and you know, build that understanding of the flow of the encounter. Because some fights. And this is the the bane of all healers is when you're like, well, we don't need four healers to drop to a third because we don't need a fourth, right? Or or the the really bad fights we've had in the past, like Star Augur, we don't need a third. We'll drop to two. It's also a DPS balancing point because that boy had some thick HP. But you'd rather have enough of your healing team in these encounters and enough to heal to keep you engaged. Versus the uh, opposite, I would imagine. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. When we come from Eternal Palace, that was like a very light healing tier. It's like the only super intense healing bosses were yeah. Savara, and that's just because that, that the HPS on that fight was completely determined on how people handle their debuffs. And then Orgazoa, which was like a slowly ramping type of fight. Everyone kind of yeah. got the dot over time, and then there was the AoE that would happen and hit everyone with the dot, so... And the thing with that, too, is that's when essences were introduced, so healers just got, like, a ton of, like, new tools, and they didn't really need them, because we, like we saw with Methods World first, you know, oh. they used two Disc Priests, and, like, both of them were doing, like, I don't know, maybe 50 or 40, 50k on the kill. It's like, eight Ashara for an end boss was like, there was nothing to heal, because you could line you could essentially line all the damage, save the uh, pressing the console in the last phase. So coming into this tier, where like every boss just has ticking damage, bursting damage, you know, it actually lets healers play with all these new tools they got with essences, and on top of that, now they have corruption. Yep. So it allows for some more skill expression, which you know everyone loves to have that. It kind of feels bad when you're playing something and you know you're you're not actually using it to its full potential. Right. Sure. Well, we've got some some burning questions to ask that I have FAQ'd and uh, just some rapid-fire stuff in a moment. And then, of course, if chat has questions as well, I think Hunte sees it. I'll ask it after this. Uh, I'm going to take a, a quick moment here to, to talk about a couple of things while my guests have a short moment of reprieve. They need to step away for a moment. As I told them before, they're both brand new to this, but I said, once we'll sit down and start talking, all of a sudden, hours will fly by. We're at an hour and 20 or so minutes in, so we've still got... Got some more show ahead of us here, but let's uh, let's double check a few things real quick. If you missed, of course, this show or you want to check back on the previous shows or any of the archive therein, of course, the show gets 
audio-only podcast form as it would normally do, as you'd expect. The live show version, of course, is what we're sitting here doing right now, but everything does go podcast-only. And that's on the website at Final Boss TV on the podcast page. You've also got uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and more recently now, Spotify. You can just search for Final Boss TV. So I've got all of our old art up. It's all built into the RSS feed that's pulled from the website. So that has to get all back-end updated. But that's all right there as well if you would like to listen to the audio-only one. So you can follow that if you use Spotify for your music of choice. Of course, the RSS feed from the website or, again, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music. That is all right there if you want to listen to the audio-only stuff. And again, of course, big shout-out to those that are supporting what I do here directly over on my Patreon page, grabbing that extra BTS podcasts that are up there. Uh, the after-show sort of wrap-downs are, you know, off-script, just extra jibber-jab, extra 20, 30, 40 minutes or so, depending. The longest after-show I think I ever recorded was me and Preach. We talked about going into BFA from Legion. It was like two hours. Because we just didn't know when to stop. We just kept pulling on strings and threads of this, that, other thing. So there's just more podcast available, that extra little level if you wanted more. And if you are a, if you are a patron, if you pledge over on Patreon, there is an RSS feed you can grab as well. That as long as you're active, you have access to it. And then you can also do the audio only from there. But of course, big shout out. And a huge thank you. I'm sitting in a room right now with all the different support that you guys have given me over the years to make the show a little more professional, a little more legitimate, of course. But I'm sitting around with a bunch of my Corsair and Elgato gear. And if you guys are looking for any ways to support what I do here, potentially directly with some physical things, if you're looking for your next pieces and parts and bits and bobs for an upcoming build, then I've been a huge fan of Corsair's product line even before I signed on with them last year. And more recently, of course, if you haven't heard, with your support, that's how my relationship with Corsair grows. I was promoted a couple of months ago, so as that keeps moving forward, maybe one day I'll have my ugly five head on a mouse cartridge box like uh, Bajira has. Who knows? But you can go check out all the things down below. I can get you 10% off and free uh, shipping as well, free standard shipping. I use it myself. I just ordered another keyboard and a mouse mat for my other setup beside me that I'm solely slowly turning into my uh, streaming PC, but you can go check out the link down below in the description box on YouTube if you're watching there, or of course, if you're over here on Twitch, it's just right down below the stream, or the Corsair command in chat, exclamation point Corsair, or exclamation point Elgato, with the links for you there. Tracking link helps me out, gets you guys a little bit off if you're looking for, you know, headset, keyboards, mice, of those natures, that's all down below. And I appreciate you guys for, for doing that over the years. And of course, getting yourself something something nice for the holidays or birthday present. I don't know. But today, we're talking about priests. Talk about shadow priests we did earlier. So we got discipline and holy left. And it's always this weird time with the absorb healer. But I've got some goofy questions to ask here because we've talked enough about the serious stuff. So... TG, Hunter, you ready yeah. to talk about some some more lighthearted stuff, potentially? Yes, sir. Definitely. Well, the first one I'm going to bring up here, fan favorite, which Legion artifact skin, we'll start with Light's Wrath, was your favorite? 
I don't think either of you are transmog to this at all right now. Nope. Well, you have a wand, unfortunately, right now, Hunte. That's too bad. You both have wands. Oh, crap. See, enough of a wand. Yeah. That's important. So weird that you can't transmog artifacts still. No. Seems like an oversight, but... Well, it's just a wand thing. It's not... You can, you can yeah, transmog... It's, it's just wands, because they didn't add those. Because they added wands back in, in BFA, but... Yeah, I don't know. Hunte, what's your... Which Light's Wrath model would you use if you could? The, uh, Challenge Tower staff. The black and gold and red variant. It's probably my favorite. It's probably the only good one, too. The Light's Wrath, like, appearances all look kind of weird. Compared uh, to the Holy One, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely the Challenge Tower. Yeah, the this one. The Ascended Watch. The Mage Tower one. I do believe this is the one. It's the the wind with the wings in the back. Yeah, yeah, the wing, wings in the back and the, like, black wings and the gold base. Yeah. That one. That color of that uh, appearance is definitely my favorite. I used that one for a bit. That's pretty good. What's your favorite Light's Wrath, TG? Um, I would say it would have to be... Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. You know, I'm not really super big in the transmog, but... The one that I can seem to remember, Transmog for Holy Priest, Staff of the Light Bomb, at least. Oh, you're getting I ahead thought, of me. You wanted to do... Yeah, like, for the for the disc, I could not tell you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot. Oh, the Crest Lightborn looks kind of goofy on Wowhead's model viewer. This, What was this one from? Was this the... Uh... It's the hidden one. The hidden one, yeah. The crazy angel wing little... You need to, like, you need to be revered or exalted with Valor Jar, and then you had to do Halls of Valor. You looted something of Herja, I believe. That's a very... I thought it... Oh, go ahead. I got to say, like, I thought the, the staff there um, just went well with the, the tier sets at the Holy, or Priest get given, and then, like, Legion to the Holy. All of again, the, I'm... all the designs, they have just that, like that that gothic feel outside of a couple of them. They all kind of have. They give me like a Warhammer forty thousand like chaplain vibe. Just because they have that that, just that chunkiness outside of the one that's actually that is literally Tour, the big Naru floating on a stick, like a popsicle or something. Yeah, yeah, and the art from these is really, really good. Do you have... Because yeah, you guys are both... Let me see, you're both wanded right now. Yep. The Ice Talk of Ilganoth. Yep, and the Ice Talk of Ilganoth. Yep. Yeah, but wands... Well, even though, Hunte, yours is transmogged to... <laughs> what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the, the, like, Star Sparkler... Yeah, his little star sparkler matches the gold theme, you know? It's not a, I don't have a lot of wand mods, so... Well, there aren't that many in the game. Mm -hmm. The Grody Goblin Wand. <laughs> I don't look at the name, honestly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and then TG's is the actual one. It is literally the eye stock. It's not transmogged at all. It is the actual... Wand, even though it looks like a freaking mace. 
especially on a female blood elf. That looks massive, for sure. Uh, well, I gotta ask the question from chat. What is up with CLF at Discipline? Is this, this is a meme? This is a real thing? It's a haste amp! <laughs> so, there was a this priest in the Guild Vision that mm -hmm. played Formless Void Major, and he took Condensed Life Force over the course of Nazoth. Mm. And they, that's what he used for Prague, and they killed it with that. And I, okay. when I was streaming our progression, I ended up having a lot of people jokingly telling me to play CLF Major. And every time we would have a wipe, they would say, you wouldn't have wiped with CLF. Well, obviously. Did you try it? <laughs> During one of our breaks, like our we the night we killed it, we had a break, and I just jokingly, uh, I jokingly just took it. I changed my and used the tome, and I took Formless Void Major. I put Crucible Miner in, and I just took Condensed Life Force from someone. And I was just like, "Is this what you want? Is this what you wanted?" Yeah. Then our breaks over, and pull timer starts, and I just forget that I had that slotted. In. He and he forgot. I, I I literally I forgot because I was I was eating I was like eating pretzels and they're asking me to ASMR the eating pretzels and it I just forgot and then yeah then I pulled the boss and then we killed with that pull and I'm just like freaking out the entire time when I noticed because I, I legit didn't even notice till like right before I was gonna press uh, the ever rising tide which is the essence I was using all of Prague. And I'm, I'm just freaking out the whole time. And the guy that played CLF who was in the chat, and I'm like asking him, like, okay, when do I use it next? When am I using it next? And that oh, essence is a... funny because it's it's a 40% increased cooldown from yeah. the base of what you take. So I'm just sitting here with like a four minute something cooldown with condensed life for it. Then, yeah, then we just covered that pull. I would the imagine. CLF it was the difference. <laughs> I would imagine the damage it does is rather insignificant, but I mean, it is it is a flat damage amp, which is a healing amp, and then a haste amp, which is also a healing amp. So it's not awful. What's awful is the four plus minute cooldown. Yeah, so in the log, the, the Guardian of Azeroth himself, I think, did like 1.8 million damage for me. Ooh, so much. <laughs> plus Ooh. the like 5%... Obviously can't could quantify, but I didn't do the math on the five percent damage amp you get from him throwing rocks at the dude. Well, three percent now, three percent. He got nerfed. Oh. I, 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 I actually no, I never take that essence. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the CLF miner, not CLF, Crucible miner did like I think an extra like one and a half mil damage too. Like oh itself. gosh. So overall like on average on our low wipes i was doing about six and a half seven million off damage and on our kill i did like nine and a half million <gasps> i think we were like two seconds prior to getting mc'd on our kill i could be wrong so like unironically could have been the difference it could have been the reason we killed it so <laughs> or just going me <laughs> or like four other chaos bolts crit during the fight yeah. or you know some person not dying to a beam or what have you but you know the boss yeah. died, so yeah. <laughs> that is the story behind Seal. <laughs> All right, TG, why don't you regale us with a favorite encounter you remember fondly as a healer, and why is it Valithria Dreamwalker? But also, why is it probably not? What's a fondly remembered healing fight for you? Um, I would probably say Horadon because it was oh, the, wow. first, okay. the first ever tier. 
um, that I properly got into reading, I guess. And I was playing Discipline. And, you know, he smashes through the doors, his damage taken increase is happening, and my atonement just going out of control. Oh, true. And we, 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 thought, we thought we were going to wipe, and, you know, with the amount of damage that he was taking after, the atonement just carried the fight, and we got, like, a, a really early kill. And, you know, for the first tier, I thought that was, like, a really hype moment for me because it was kind of, it felt like I was carrying that fight, but mm. it probably wasn't. But, you know, I felt like that. At least so. That's something I remember early on in my raiding time. That's an interesting one from a healing perspective, too, because you use... Because anything, any boss that takes increased damage obviously would give increased throughput for the Discipline Priest to probably counteract some of the damage going out to the raid. But normally, as as a DPS player, you're always, like, you're, you're, you're pining for those, those damage amp multiplicative moments to stack all your stuff in to do big damage, but it's funny how that also impacts a healing fight. Or at least that aspect of being a healer. Because if Hordon takes more, you know, it was like, what is it, 25% or 50% more damage per, per gate he smashes into? So... Yeah, at the um, end I doubled mm -hmm. my healing, you know? So it, was, it felt good. That's wild. That's the first time I've ever think anyone on this show has brought up Horridon. Hunter, how about you? Do you have a fondly remembered healing encounter? Um, I kind of this might be a tough, like throw in the wind, but I because I, I didn't play healing healer that much at that point, but I had healer alts in Dragon Soul, and I kind of really liked healing Ultraxia because of the different healing buffs you'd get. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. Alex Straza one that like you read the cone of fire, I think that healed people, and then Ysera, and then the Caligos one gave you a ton of haste, which like I had a holy paladin, and you could just like spam that holy radiance spell on like the whole raid, and you know the whole raid is just taking like a ton of damage by the end of Ultraxion, so that was, I thought that was a really neat. Uh, encounter and it was like one of the first fights or one of the first raids that I got to heal and I enjoyed that a lot so yeah I'd give it to Ultraxion. Okay and then how about the, the always every question you always gonna ask any DPS tank or healer player if they couldn't play what they main so if you couldn't play priest essentially to be a healer and what class would you play? I think Hunter yours is pretty simple because you're kind of already doing that right now is that correct? What would you play if you weren't playing priest to heal? For raids, it would probably be Misty Mermaid, I would say. Okay. But for Mythic Plus, definitely Paladin. Now, is that because of how BFA is, or just your connections with those classes in those environments? Um, I mean, I'd say, because up until, like, the end of Legion, I was kind of just a priest one-trick, but, you know, being exposed to the other specs in Antorus, and then playing all of them throughout BFA, I would I've, I've fondly, I've enjoyed playing Monk and Raid because it has a ton of mobility and you can pretty much just move all the time on that class. You have Double Roll and Tiger's Lust. Yeah. You have a ton of tank healing if it's needed. Yep. So I, I've just kind of enjoyed playing Mistweaver and Raid throughout the course of the expansion. And then um, for Mythic Plus, I played a lot of Paladin and Antorus. And I've found, I, I enjoyed the aspect of being able to manage cooldowns really well because you had Tears Deliverance and Wings and Holy Avenger, and then you have Sack and Bop and Bubble. So I really like that cooldown management style compared to something like a Resto Druid where you just 
always kind of have access to your tools. So, okay. Yeah. TG, what about you? If you weren't able to heal on priest anymore, what would you gravitate towards? I think um, my choice would be shaman. Oh. Um, like, uh, I don't know. I like the battle shaman style where, you know, you're there for the CDs or you just spam chain heal and just hope that you're fighting in a raid where everyone's stacked and you feel happy <laughs> with getting out of that. You know? um, yeah. I think for me, it's re like, Reactionary heroes are kind of my preferred pick, and I think shamans are very reactionary. I think, um, in terms of you know, there's not really as much setup compared to Glimmer. You're setting up your Glimmers, Disc, you're ramping up, yeah, Mistweaver with the new buff, you know, like uh, the new build. Uh, I think that's just my safe choice, although I have played Paladin and. I think I'd be all right with potentially playing Paladin as well. But Shaman's definitely my number one choice. Paladin would be my choice. Dang, neither of you said Druid at all. Everything I else was mentioned Druid. but Druid. Don't like Druid? <laughs> uh, I've never liked the hot stuff. I don't know. When I had to play, so when I wanted to do keys, I had to play Resto Druid. Uh, earlier in BFA because yeah. Rest of Druid was just so much better than everything else just because of the throughput it had and the utility it had. And I'm, even early on when I tried different healers, I just never liked Druid. It never resonated with me. And now that I've gotten... Because I've, I've played it in alt raids a few times and healed some mythic bosses on it. And it just... I don't Not my style. I don't like the hot style very much. So... Hmm. That's actually interesting because I've I've toyed around with the idea of going back to my root roots, literally and figuratively, by playing my druid for Shadowlands, depending on how the beta goes. Just because the the shaman elevator escalator tightrope dance for the last three expansions has been so nonsensical. So yeah, I think right now druid just. I'll say that I semi enjoyed Resto Druid and Antorus with like playing Tree of Life and Velens yeah. and Flourish and Gahanir. You know, it had a lot of buttons. It felt akin to Disc Priest where you set up a lot and comboed your Flourish and Essence of Gahanir. And it felt good to play in that regard. But then BFA, like in raids, it's kind of a trank bot now. Yeah. They like put Flourish and Gahanir together, so you don't you have to choose between having, you know, Flourish or Germination, I believe, is in the same tree. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it just kind of feels way too reliant on its cooldown, and it doesn't have as much of its healing elsewhere. And Resto Druid is like a really good tank healer. So like on, on Unat, for example, we played a Resto Druid, and they just babysat the tanks. So has its niche in raid right now, but I personally don't enjoy the play style. So. Well then, how about other play styles then? Have either of you, I don't know who it was to, I don't know which one of you have actually done this. Have you played healers or healer classes in other MMOs or other big RPG games? Like, do you have experience playing anything like Final Fantasy or Terra or Wildstar or whatever else that sort of competes with that MMO space and played a healer and felt how different those games were. 
Is there anything you like? How does that compare to World of Warcraft healing? And then are there any mechanics from those games, from those MMOs that you would like to see utilized or amalgamated in some way into World of Warcraft's healing model? Uh, so I play Final. I play Final Fantasy right now. Okay. I started playing last February again. That game has some interesting healing jobs, or that's what the classes are called in that jobs, game. Jobs, yeah. Um, the classes, like Final Fantasy's class design overall, has like a ton of buttons compared to WoW. Like I would say that it has much more complex class design. Um, but the thing is, like the way their raid fights work in that game is there's pretty tight and rage timers. So when you're healing in Final Fantasy, you're basically just playing a DPS with healing button. Um, and you see, like that method did a race to world first uh, for the most recent Final Fantasy raid. Yeah. When you're when you're healing, you just want to be if no one's gonna die, you are hitting a DPS button. You kind of want to coordinate with your co-healer. Maybe this healer is gonna use their cooldowns here, and the other healer is just DPSing because that's like pretty important. But the thing with that is like the class, the the three healing jobs that exist in that game have like a ton of healing in there. So you see, like sometimes groups will drop just they'll just use one healer because in raids in that game you sign up with two tanks, two healers, four DPS for a lot of the content. So a lot of raids will just one heal something because there's a ton of healing in those healers kits but the way their fights are designed there's not a ton of raid damage it's not like mm. wow like Nyalotha, for example every fight just has constant ticking damage and a lot of bursts so healers actually have to heal a lot and try to squeeze out as much dps as they can it's kind of like a reverse situation in final fantasy where you're doing as much dps as you can and just healing when it's absolutely necessary so i've also healed in uh terra which is an MMO that came out. It got ported over to NA in 2012, I think. And that was also yeah. a really fun game where it was like the fights in that game was like completely mechanic based and you could kind of dodge everything. So it's akin to you just wanted to get as much DPS as possible in that game. Yep. But there was like a lot of different tools that the healers had. Like, you know, there was the healer I played was a mystic and it had auras that gave crit buff to the party or mana regen or. I think there was like a damage reduction one and that's kind of stuff that's existed in wow like uh being able to buff other people like power infusion being able to give it to a dps so i think seeing things like that being brought back to wow like in court being able to buff the party up would be a cool concept it's like mm. back to final fantasy there's the bard which provides the raid with uh, damage amps or crit amps stuff stuff like that yeah that's always the the tough part about how WoW's class design, though, and raid design has always been so limiting because if there are certain... Like right now, we have the debacle of raid buffs, which are just sort of there. They don't matter as much, but the debuffs that Demon Hunter and Monk bring, those are just super obnoxious, and you always notice them when you don't have them, not when you do. So it's one of those things that... Yeah, like the Bard class exists in, in XIV... And it's a super big buff bot, basically. And that, I don't know if that kind of thing would work in World of Warcraft. I think it would, it would definitely, the game is structured so differently. But I understand the, the desire that many people have wanted it. I mean, I played Enhancement Shaman back in Burning Crusade because it just brought, it, it buffed a group. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, definitely. Every game just designs their fights differently, too, which overall would affect class design so sure 
And then TG, do you have any other MMO or game experience as a healer? Um, not really. Like I had played a wee bit of Final Fantasy, but like uh, the points were covered there. Um, yeah, I think it's it's it is hard to balance it. Like you would, like you were saying, if they make a buff class or whatever in Warcraft, if it's really strong, feel like you're required to have it, and if it's weak, no one's going to take it anyway. And the paladins and priests are just going to be yeah. in there. The kind of Hard so, so you're just your mainline WoW then for you, huh? Yeah, like um, I would say that's definitely my main like MMO game that I would play. Sure, that's totally fine. The um, question came up in chat. Uh, More dog has a good one. We can't we kind of touched this a little bit earlier. Not on More Dog's question. It was uh, it was oh uh, Theta's question. More dog has one too, but like direct damage and stuff like that. But the first one was, if you're looking to heal for the first time in World of Warcraft, what would you recommend for your preferred spec out of any of the six, I'm assuming? Uh, I, well, I guess I'm a little bit biased in this one, but I'm going to recommend uh, Holy Priest because mm. the simple stuff that you, you do, you know, like, Keep your prayer amending and cooldown. You use your circle of healing and cooldown. When your holy words are off cooldown, like you use them when there's you no know, a heavy single target hit, you use Serenity, there's heavy AoE coming out, you use Sanctify, mm -hmm. and then you just work towards building them back out. And that's pretty much all you do for the entire fight, where a lot of the other classes or maybe timing stuff a little bit more concise than what a Holy Priest has to do with, like, a Cloud Buff totem, where you're storing up a bit of the healing inside that, waiting to pop it for a decent little burst, or if you're ramping up, etc. Like, I think Holy is a nice, friendly starting class that can allow a player to really enjoy the healing side of the game. Okay. Hunter, will be your starter healer spec of the six? Uh, same thing. I think Holy Priest. It offers a good mix of being able to manage cooldowns, like hitting Palm off cooldown, getting the most value out of him and Salvation. Uh, it has the Mastery for Holy Priest, Echo of Light, does a percentage of your direct healing over time after you heal, so it kind of has like a fallback mechanic it's like oops i messed up and healed a little early but if they take the damage right after you're still getting some throughput there so it's i'd say it's like a very unpunishing spec mm -hmm. in that regard when you're starting um but also i think Restorative is like not the worst class as well to start on because Restorative teaches you a bit more about the ramp style that likes to put it put roots into every expansion or like you know Disc Priest, Glimmerden, Rising Mist, Mistmer, these different healing specs that pop up. I think Rest of Druid, you know, getting rejuves on people and flourishing. That also teaches people a bit about cooldown management as well as ramping, since those ramp play styles do peak their head throughout the course of WoW. So, hmm. Holy Priest definitely entry level, like basic start that. But if you want to like get a better feel for overall healing, I think Rest of Druid is also good for that. Uh, Tribe would like to know if uh, Blizzard should bring back Lightwell. With the glyph, I'm not sure what the glyph did. The glyph was like the automatic 
light whale slap or something, wasn't it? I can't remember. Should I think so. I can't comment either. I don't know what the the glyph done. I can't remember. There was, I believe there was there was a glyph that gave it more charges, I think, but then there was also a glyph that made it automatic. Because I think at one point it was just automatic and the glyph just gave it more charges, but I can't say for certain. Yeah, so. I think it was yeah, I I don't know. Lightwell I don't know how that could exist in today's world. If it's just a heal you plop down into an area, then how different is that than just putting down Sanctify or Healing Rain or flow maybe yeah, it's I fundamental without, but without something that interacts with the rest of the kit it's kind of blasé like it would just be an extra like little button to press like circle of healing or something but if it has some interaction with uh you know reducing holy word cooldowns mm -hmm. uh, salvation and stuff then maybe but at a base level i don't think it adds anything to the kit i mean it definitely is an iconic priest ability from the past but yeah I mean, no, it definitely is. It's in your class hall from last expansion. They're just sitting around. But we haven't had them in, in many moons. And then, uh, yeah, Northern, we talked about uh, Halinka a lot more earlier in the, the show. Uh, so we talked about different spells and things of that nature. Inner Fire is your last little tagline there on your question. That one's interesting. I don't know. That just comes into just maintenance on yourself, right? I mean, it's flavor, but Inner Fire was what? It was armor and spell power on the priest, I guess? Maybe. Yeah, later iterations. It used to just be the armor. And I think later iterations added the spell power. Yeah. I guess because your question was that they don't really want to do, at least what Blizzard wants to go towards now is that instead of every spec being its own class, like we have 36 classes in the game right now, essentially. Uh, barring a couple that might blur together a little bit, but it looks like Blizzard wants to bring back the fact that there are 12 that have slightly different flavors or roles. So like like the, the confirmed ones here that I have in the notes was that uh, Halinka's slides for Priest was that Mind Blast, Flash Shield, Shadowward Death were going baseline across the Priest class. So stuff like that is what they're looking at doing. Is they're making it so that there are there's a priest toolkit that's across all priests or across all mages or across all hunters, and then there's always you know flavor differences within each spec to differentiate them. But we'll definitely see. However, the uh, oh yeah, what should Blizzard do about Divine Star and Halo? Mm. Yeah, that's a bit of an interesting row for Dick because it is. Back in MOP, you had, and WAD, you had Cascade, Divine Star, Halo, and they all had their niche, you know, it was like, for everyone slightly spread, uh, if you can't actually get max range Halos on people, then Cascade would win out, if everyone's stacked, you take Divine Star, um, if you could actually get a lot of value out of the max range Halo, you take the Halo. It's, I, it's kind of different now, because Holy has Benediction in that row, and then Disc has Purge the Wicked in that row. Uh, Birds of the Wicked is like been a bit of a problem child for Disc in terms of, you know, you always take, if there's a single other mob to, that Penance will cleave Birds of the Wicked onto, you take Birds of the Wicked. Yeah, yeah. Because it just, it has added duration from Shadowward Pain on top of not needing to put the global into playing the dot. So it makes it difficult to want to take Divine Star or Halo. 
And then Holy Priest, it's a little bit more versatile because Benediction's super nerfed from its Legion iteration. I think the default a lot of the Holy Priest go to now is Halo. Just because the like max heal from Halo is not as drastically different from the mid heal. So Yeah, like um to add to that, Benediction's like a trickle random heal. Like some pools it'll maybe do more than Halo, but some pools it'll do less and it might not come in at a key damage point where it's useless. Where Halo is a a nice little cooldown that can Allow a predictable damage event to come in, and you just hit Halo to to heal it up. So I think uh, I think that's probably a good reason why a lot of players are playing Halo. But I guess if you're really struggling with mana, you could go for Benediction as well, since it doesn't require any mana like Halo does. Mm-hmm. So if you're really thinking about your mana, Benediction might be a play. It's a tough one, yeah. I always thought Divine Star was just taken for, like, soloing and doing damage. That was the only place Divine Star ever played out in, because it was just the it was the damage button, or the extra damage button. And it was also the one that would necessarily not pull entire dungeons, because Halo will literally hit things through walls and stuff. <laughs> so... I think they've gotten a bit better about that, this expansion. But oh, yeah, yeah. yeah? Those talents are not as potent as they were in, like, the Noir, uh, yeah. I believe. That's with another reason that the other option that both priests got from removing Cascade has made them a bit more appealing. Especially in uh, just interactions that those talents have as well with the kids. Like, Shadow Priests get extra damage procs, or sorry, Disc Priests get extra damage procs uh, mm-hmm. for penance the, based on the ticks of Perzoic And then back in Legion, Holy Priest Benediction had a lot of interaction with the artifact traits, so things oh, like yeah. that take away value from divine star and halo because those two abilities are just they, they just uh interact with the base kit and don't do anything special they just do healing compared to the other two yep well we'll see holinka definitely has his work cut out for him going into shadowlands there's a lot of stuff that is hoped for and feedback will start soon enough but i think that's about all the time that we have to chit chat in the main show about discipline and holy priest, I got a couple of questions that I've that I've got prepared for some after show bants, but that'll be moved to there. But I think that's gonna that's gonna do it. Um, Hunte, do you have anything you want to leave the priest or healer community at large with? Any closing remarks, shout outs, things of that nature? Any soapbox? Any moratoriums? Uh, I would say. Don't let people influence your essence decisions on end boss progression. Oh no! Forget about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't have much to say other than. That. Okay, I think our Discord. Let me actually re- so the closing here doesn't freak out. Our Discord server might be a little bit. Uh, let's go over here. Here we go. You're super desynced. So yeah, don't don't be influenced. By other people's essence decisions. So no CLF for Discipline Priest, is that what you're saying? Yeah, probably not the best choice, but yeah. Definitely, I guess also just kind of take for take a grain of salt from what people are doing. You know, Some people don't like to change sure. like what they are doing based on what other people are doing, but you know, it's very helpful to like watch what other people are doing and take that, add to it, and 
doing. There's like a lot to gain from just watching other people play as well as looking at logs. So, okay. TG, anything you want to close with? Moratorium, shout outs, anything like that? You want to leave with the community with? Um, I'll, I'll just say that if you're one of those guilds that super hard in the meta and a nice looking holy priest comes by with an application, like you might want to give them a chance because holy <laughs> can do it, you know what I mean? Like, so give them, give the, the raiders a chance that don't play the meta meta specs, and you might actually find some quality little gems out there. And now, if you were to say that without, um, I guess, slowing down your accent rampantness, if you want to leave something to the community in, in your normal tone, do you have anything you want to leave in, in pure Scottish? <laughs> oh, eh, I think I'll leave it at that, but there's, there's a few Scottish fans watching here, so uh, good, good to see that at least some of the viewers today have understood what I've said. Yeah, at least, hopefully at least four people have been able to glean. Yeah. yeah, at least four. Alrighty. I'm gonna hit this button over here that does determine and show that the sh this... Sh there it is. The show is ending. It was almost, I almost cranked the volume up way, way loud all of a sudden there. And it played randomly in the, in the earlier part of the show because I was moving scenes around. I hit the play button. My bad on that one. But thank you for joining me for episode number 212 for the Discipline and Holy Priest show. And again, like I said before, every spec was supposed to get a show, but we are getting into that Shadowlands Alpha Beta timeline right now. So I'm not sure I'll be able to finish all of them. I do want to do a couple more of these before the uh, the madness starts. But of course, if you want to be a part of the all the testing live streams that I'll be doing and my ridiculously slow, methodical database checking, note taking, what changed, what's different, what's new, what's gone, what's removed, what's all that. For every single spec of the game, that's what I'm gonna definitely be focusing on this time. So when that starts back up, I'll see you there for that. But around the table yet again here, there's Hunter. You can go follow him over on his Twitch channel. And he has um, some interesting emotes. And some interesting gameplay because he plays a discipline priest. That's uh, really you don't see that 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 spec very often. It's super rare, right? I mean, yeah, it's new to the game. Yeah, but, no one plays disc. <laughs> yeah, no one plays discipline. But thank you for your time on the show today, sir. I appreciate you. I'm happy to be here. And then there's TG. Well, kind of. That's his priest from the game over on Discord at TG five three zero. Or you can find him, of course, that, that's actually his character name in-game. TG530, all typed out. But TG, thanks for uh, being here today, sharing the uh, the Scottish side of things. Appreciate your time today, sir. Thanks for having me on. But like I said, next week, we'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know on Twitter. So follow the show at Final Boss TV over on Twitter if you want to know uh, the shows that are coming up or if you have suggestions or I ask for guests sometime on there. Also on Facebook, if you do the Facebook, that's usually that's why I post when things go live or archives or whatnot. Of course, if you missed the whole live show, this whole thing goes up on YouTube where everything is archived. If you want to dive back into everything from the past or the side content that I put out. And that's where the, the testing again, as I'm drilling in the whole Shadowlands back and forth, the testing live streams, the three, four, five hours, the dungeon runs is all going to stay on Twitch and just be highlighted. But then I record like the one man podcast talking head discussion, 30, 40, 50 minute live. Um, 
I record them and just throw them up online. When I walk through all the different things that have changed, go through all the cliff notes about what's new, different, and whatnot, that's all on YouTube. So that's just Final Boss WoW. Again, link down below here on Twitch or just grab it on YouTube if you like. But that's it for today's show, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, trust in your guaranteed corrupted items to drop. I don't know what you're looking for. I'm looking for some expedience. If I get some expedience, some haste from gear, multiplicatives, that'd be great. Or some more racing pulses. Just don't give me more infinite stars. It's a meme. But thank you for tuning in, everybody. Until next week. Hunte, give him the wave. Give him... How do you cast Divine Star in-game? They're... Beautiful. <laughs> he did it.